This episode of A Medic's Mind is brought to you by Wintertickle Press, a premier publishing house who specializes in non-fiction mental wellness books based on lived experiences. Titles include Save My Life School, Daily Lessons of Save My Life School, Brainstorm Revolution, and Stories Finding Your Wings, all available for order through Chapters Indigo, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon US, UK, and Canada. You can follow Wintertickle Press on Facebook at Wintertickle Press, or find them on Twitter at Wintertickle. Welcome to Medics Mind the Podcast. Thank you very much for coming by. Appreciate it. Hope you're all doing well. I'm doing okay. Uh, a little bit tired. Um, busy weekend with book signings. Brainstorm Revolution uh, had a couple of book signings this weekend. One in Toronto, one in Oshawa. Oshawa's an interesting place. Uh, never been there before. Anybody from Oshawa who listens to this, uh, it's, uh, it's a unique place. Uh, <laughs> It is, uh, yeah, it is not what I expected. Uh, I guess the uh, reputation certainly precedes itself, uh, but I won't, uh, I won't dive into uh, into too far into my thoughts on on Oshawa. Let's just say it was interesting, and transit is even more so interesting. The chapters Indigo, though, wow, that that place is really nice. It was beautiful, actually. It was probably one of the bigger ones I've ever seen. Uh, beautifully laid out. Uh, they had a good little spot for us right by the uh, entrance into the mall. And, uh, you know, I unfortunately showed up a bit late. Uh, I didn't have a good night last night. I had some really terrible dreams. Uh, and uh, as such, I, I was unable to uh, get up when I wanted to. I didn't get up super late, but I got up late enough to the point uh, that I was late to my uh, my allotted time for signing which I'm fortunate about because uh, it's kind of a loosely based schedule there, which is really nice, but still it's uh, not something that I feel good about. Uh, I pride myself on being early to most things. And when I am affected to the point of tardiness, uh, I get very, very frustrated. And so I spent the greater portion of today being quite frustrated, quite angry. And um, and and uh, it was... I tried opposite thinking and opposite action, and I, I tried a lot of the tools that I have at my disposal to try and combat that. I tried uh, thinking of it uh, as if a friend of mine was going through what I was going through and what I would say to them. But the thing is, I, I still have trouble with self-worth, so I can I can visualize what I would say to a friend of mine, and, it, and that, that's fine. But when I try to apply it to myself, I'm like, well, yeah, but you don't deserve those things you're a fucking idiot. You know, you, you were late to your, you were late to your, uh, your book signing and they were waiting for you to be there and you fucked up. And so it was, it was rough for me today. Uh, I was introspectively lamenting against myself quite a bit. And, uh, so when I came home, I really wasn't in a great mood. I was pretty down and I could feel the, the weighted blanket of depression kind of pushing down on my shoulders. And I, I just, I didn't feel very well at all. And, uh, I was, I was about to go to bed and, uh, and so I was laying on my bed for a minute and, uh, staring up at the ceiling and I, 
again, started yelling at myself saying, man, like, look at you, you, you're, you're a sack of shit. You're just laying here. You're about to go to, go to, go to sleep at like, you know, seven in the seven in the evening. What the hell's wrong with you? You're pathetic. And, uh, and all this was made worse. Sorry, I got to backtrack for a second. All this was made worse because I, I had a friend with me at the book signing today and we were going to go to the local pub that we usually go to grab some food. And unfortunately the pub was insanely busy and I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle being in there. I didn't even, we didn't even have time to have a server look at us. I walked in, I walked out and I could see that my friend was a little bit taken aback by it because he was ready to eat. He was ready to go. It's been a long day for him too, with him running around supporting me. And I couldn't, uh, I couldn't do it. I had to turn around and leave. And so then I saw the expression on his face and I saw that it, that he was impacted by it. And that made me feel bad, uh, or even more so, uh, bad, uh, that I, again, my issues are bleeding onto other people. And then I feel like, uh, like a hindrance to, to the world around me. So fast forward to me being at home now, uh, that's what made everything feel a bit worse for me. So I was laying on, on my bed, just thinking, you know, I just forget it, go to sleep, forget the world, don't even worry about anything. There's, you know, you're pathetic. Uh, I don't know why you're, why you're bothering to, you know, try and talk yourself out of this. There's no worth in you, and all those pernicious uh, things that we can say to ourselves, those poisonous uh, limericks that we can sing to ourselves. Uh, I, I was doing it, and. Uh, and I got up at one point uh, to try and get some blood flowing. So I was pacing around my apartment a little bit, thinking, pondering, going for a walk. And then I was like, no, nah, I feel like doing some writing. I'm going to do some writing. And I, I sat down and I started writing. And it was kind of bleak at first. It was pretty black and uh, uh, kind of really uh, representative of how I was feeling in my mind. And uh and as I was reading it back to myself, I was like, Jesus Christ, that is just midnight black. The prose is purple, my friend. And uh, I, I looked at it and I, and I was like, is this really what you want to not only read to yourself, but if you want to post this as a blog, is this really something that you want to do? Is this really the piece that you want to post. And I, and I had a voice in my head that said, no, it isn't. And then I heard, well, how do we turn it around? And that's a good, uh, a good way to, to combat the, the way I was feeling in general. How do we turn it around? So I started writing, uh, about sort of, I started writing opposite thinking. I started looking at the, I started looking at what I had written and then I pictured how I could write the juxtaposition of that. What's the contrast of what I have already written here? And so I I read what I had written and I paused for a moment and then I wrote the ending piece and turned it all around. And when I read the, the piece in its entirety, I actually really liked it. Um, I I liked it because it was re- it was representative of how I was feeling in that moment. Uh, it's nice to take inventory of the good things that you have in your life, even when you're in a, in a moment of, of self-loathing and hatred and, you know, and lamentation, you know, uh, if, if you could take just one breath in and take that one breath of inventory of something, anything, one thing good, uh, do it. And that's what I did. And I was able to write this piece. So, uh, I wrote this piece and it's called 
I wanted to be a hero. And uh, and, it, and it's true. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a hero. I wanted to be Superman. I had everything Superman when I was a kid. I had Superman pajamas. I even had a Superman outfit. For any of you who have read my blog, you'll know that the, the story Supermom or Supermat is on there. Uh, and and I, I went full bore with the Superman persona, friends. I really did. And I, I had it in my head that I wanted to be Superman. And as I started getting older, realizing I can't be Superman because I not only did I break my collarbone by trying to be Superman, thus learning that I am not from uh, Krypton. Uh, but uh, I, I started realizing that uh, I got to do something else. The fantasy of wearing a cape is, uh, you know, is just that it's a fantasy. And uh, and then I was fortunate enough to join two careers where I am surrounded by real heroes. And I got to know some of them on a deeply personal level. And uh, and sadly, I've had to say goodbye to some of them on a deeply personal level. And uh, that's part of what this piece is as well. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it for you now. It's, uh, it's called I Wanted to Be a Hero. And, uh, and, and it's true. I really do want to be a hero. So without further ado, uh, I'm going to read it for you. If, uh, if you're out there working tonight, please be safe. If you're out there working to, you know, in the daytime, please be safe. Get home to your families. Hopefully you can get some coffee in you and some food in your belly. And above all else, keep talking to each other. So here it is. I wanted to be a hero. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a hero, but not just any hero. Superman. As I got older, I had to concede to both gravity and the need of a career. So, no red cape and tights for me. I was given a uniform, though. First, a soldier's wear. Then, the deep navy blue of a paramedic's button-up. As close to red cape as one can get. The zenith of hard work and countless hours of study. As much as I loved the look of a poetically flowing red cape... The reasons behind my drive to become an altruistic symbol of hope and morality are born from far beyond the selfish realm. I knew evil from a very young age. An arch-nemesis that was not supposed to be sinister at all. My father. Betrayed by a man of wicked mores, he did not embrace me with the true tenderness of a father. He did not discipline me with the righteous and well-guided hand. I cannot remember a single time that my father hugged me. But him touching me inappropriately? I recall that just fine. His hands did discipline me, sure. It was the repetition of which those instruments of pain were utilized that became a problem. I knew that I would never be Superman. Because when I got hit, I would bleed. That didn't stop me from wanting better, though. From hoping that my world was not a true reflection of how the world really was. It had to be better. Didn't it? My father was removed from my life by the police. The boys in blue. Every time I see a police officer now... I see a red cape too. In my career, I have gotten to work alongside many people with capes. I have watched the impossible become achievable. The dead are brought back to life. The wounded are healed and the scared are rescued. Seeing the world through the glass of a paramedic's ambulance, however, did not help combat the perception that the world is a cold, nasty, beautifully wretched place. One thing that the fantastic world of superheroes never gets right is the crushing blow of defeat and how it feels. Superman gets up from kryptonite. I am still digging myself out of the rubble of PTSD. In school, they would tell us that we would lose someone, that people will die. What they don't tell us 
is that those who wear capes die too. I have had the misfortune of burying too many. Far too many. As I got older and experienced more of the darkness, I began to relate to more to that of Batman than anyone. A brooding orphan. My dad may as well have been dead, and my mom? Well, throughout childhood, not only did she try to end her own life, only to succeed at that later on, but we were told that cancer could kill her at any moment. And as a man on the ambulance, I got to see firsthand the sick and twisted of the truly depraved. You'd be surprised how different your city looks through a pair of medic's eyes. There's a scene in Superman 3 where Christopher Reeve, Superman, becomes disenfranchised and apathetic to the plight of man. He even pours himself a hefty stiff drink to combat the ails of a midday's troubles. Not gonna lie, I can relate to that too. I knew that I would see bad things. I understood that I would experience hard times. Believe me, I get it. What I didn't think about or know of was the seemingly targeted nature of which the world would shatter beneath my feet. My father, a child beater and molester. My mother, dead by way of suicide. My best friend in the army, dead. A man I considered a brother serving alongside me, dead. Another medic from my unit, barely old enough to be considered for the title of man, dead. A mentor that once told me of the good in this world, only to succumb to the bad within it, dead. A boy I once tried to save, dead. The hanging girl in the bathtub, dead, 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 dying and gone, one after the other, away they went. Now, this is not spoken with a woe is me, it's just how things played out. I never read any of that in the comics. Even when Superman died, he lived. I had a friend come up to me today. She said that she had a dream about me. Not that kind of dream, knock it off. She said that in the dream I kept her safe, saved her from something. I felt nice to hear, even if it was just a dream. You see, I can't and don't save much of anything anymore. I can't even save myself from the tremendous fear of my own bed. That's right, you didn't mishear me. I, Matthew J. Hennigan, am terrified of my own fucking mattress. Nightmares. Remnants of all those aforementioned things. And more. I wanted to be a hero, once. Turns out, if you can't fly, you fall, hard. I am only mortal, capeless, tightless, mortal. You'd think that having been a bleeding child, I would have learned that lesson in a much easier classroom. But like I said, I tried to find the better in the world, or at the very least, make it better. After my mother passed away, I was finally granted access to the court documents pertaining to my father's case. You ever want to see the world as a dark place? Just read a traumatic court proceeding where every name written is a person that you know, including yourself. My upbringing made sexual assault calls as a paramedic particularly distressing for me. Perhaps even more so considering I never told anyone about my past. This meant keeping all of the irksome and hauntingly painful aspects of said call to myself for the rest of my shift and beyond. I won't tell you that the world is not a cold, nasty, beautifully wretched place. It is. It most certainly is. What I will tell you is this. It is also much more than that. As a kid, I had to grow up quickly. Learning if Santa was real or not was of little consequence to me. However, 
I still managed to have moments in my youth of unrivaled innocence. Time spent laughing and joking with my mom on holidays, such as Thanksgiving. I have delivered three babies in my life. Having watched a mini-human take their first untainted breath in this world is a hard image to capture in words. I have seen the world both through whiskey haze and sober eyes. You'd be amazed how bright everything is when your eyes aren't bloodshot all the time. I have felt the embrace that my father refused to me and my mother can no longer give to me as given by a friend who selflessly chose to do so. If you ever want to experience how beautiful the world is, hug somebody. This world may not allow for me to be a superhero in the way in which I had envisioned as a child. It may keep me awfully humble and terribly sad at times, but it has shown me that heroes really do exist. And if you look hard enough, there are an awful lot of people wearing capes, even if they don't know it. I'm afraid of my bed, but I'm blessed by that inevitable text message in the morning from a friend asking how I am. I have PTSD, but... I am digging myself out of that hole. I was crying as I wrote this, but not because I am broken, but because I am mending. As a kid, I wanted to be a superhero. As an adult, I am blessed to know of many, and that suits me just fine. Fly high, my friends. <laughs>